Welcome back, friends. Bill Creasy here with Monday's episode of Scripture Uncovered. So we left off Friday with God cursing big fat Eli the priest and his two crooked sons, Hophni and Phinehas. And Samuel, young Samuel, the little boy, growing up at the tabernacle. Now we move into 1 Samuel chapter 4 and something terrible is about to happen. We begin. Now the Israelites went out to fight against the Philistines. The Israelites encamped at Ebenezer and the Philistines at Aphek. So one army on one hill, one army on the other. The Philistines deployed their forces to meet Israel. And as the battle spread, Israel was defeated by the Philistines who killed about 4,000 of them on the battlefield. The Philistines occupied the coastal plain along the Mediterranean, and they were a very tough people. The Philistines, the Israelites, just could not remove them from the land. And now Israel just got its butt kicked again. Now when the soldiers returned to camp, the elders of Israel asked, Oh, why did the Lord bring defeat upon us today before the Philistines? Oh, why did this happen? Let, let us bring the ark of the Lord's covenant from Shiloh so that it may go with us and save us from the hand of our enemies. If we can march against the Philistines with the ark of the covenant in the lead, the seat of God, the pillar of cloud and fire above it, oh, we'll kick their butts for sure. So the people sent men to Shiloh. And they brought back the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim. And Eli's two crooked sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. Now you know something bad is going to happen here. And when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant came into the camp, all Israel raised such a great shout that the ground shook. Hearing the uproar, the Philistines asked, what in the world's going on? What's all this shouting in the Hebrew camp? And when they learned that the Ark of the Lord had come into the camp, the Philistines were terrified. Oh, God has come into the camp, they said. We are in big trouble. Nothing like this has ever happened before. Woe to us! Who will deliver us from the hand of these mighty gods? Why, they're the gods who struck the Egyptians with all kinds of plagues in the desert. Now be strong, Philistines. Be men, or you'll be subject to the Hebrews as they've been to you. Be men. Fight. So the Philistines fought, and the Israelites were defeated, and every man fled. The slaughter was very great. Israel lost 30,000 foot soldiers, and the Ark of God was captured. Oh, and by the way, Eli's two crooked sons, Hophni and Phinehas, they were killed, just as God said they would be. Now that same day, a Benjamite ran from the battle line and went to Shiloh, his clothes torn, dust on his head. And when he arrived, there was big fat Eli sitting on his chair by the side of the road, watching because his heart feared for the Ark of God. And when the man entered the town and told what happened. The whole town sent up a cry. 
Eli heard the outcry and he asked, what's the meaning of all this? And the man hurried over to Eli, who was 98 years old and whose eyes were set so he couldn't see. So he's a 98-year-old, big, fat, blind man sitting in a chair, leaning back on two legs, wondering what's going on. And the man told Eli, I've just come from the battle line. I fled from it this very day. Eli asked, what happened, my son? The man who brought the news replied, Israel fled before the Philistines, and the army has suffered heavy losses, and your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God has been captured. How could it be any worse than that? Now, when he mentioned the ark of God, Eli fell backward off his chair by the side of the gate. His neck broke, and he died, for he was an old man and very fat. He had led Israel 40 years. God said, I will bring an end to corrupt Eli and his two crooked sons, and God did. Now his daughter-in-law, the wife of Phinehas, was pregnant and near the time of delivery. And when she heard the news that the Ark of God had been captured and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she immediately went into labor and gave birth, but was overcome by her labor pains. As she was dying, the woman, uh, women attending her said, Don't despair. You've given birth to a son. But she did not respond or pay any attention whatsoever. She named the boy Ichabod. Don't you love that? Like Ichabod Crane. <laughs> and what does the name mean? The glory has departed from Israel. Ichabod, the glory has departed because of the, of the capture of the Ark of God and the deaths of her father-in-law and her husband. She said, the glory has departed from Israel. The Ark of God has been captured. So now the Ark built by Moses in the wilderness at the command of God, according to the exact specifications God gave him, the very seat of God over the lid of the Ark of the Covenant, the pillar of cloud and fire. Now it's in Philistine territory. So after the Philistines had captured the Ark of God, they took it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Ashdod on the coast in Philistine territory. And then they carried the Ark into Dagon's temple, their god, Dagon, and they set it beside Dagon. Here's the captured god of Israel, Dagon. And when the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, there was Dagon, fallen flat on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. Well, they took Dagon and propped him back up in his place. But the following morning they rose, and there was Dagon, fallen on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. And this time his head and hands had been broken off and were lying on the threshold. Only his body remained. Now, an interesting sidebar here. If you've traveled about the world and gone to archeology span museums, and you've seen statues, say from Greece or Rome, quite often those full body statues are missing the head and the arms. And if they're nude statues, the men are missing their penis. 
Why is that? Because when the statue falls, the head with the thin neck, the arms that are thin and attached to the main stone, and the penis break off when the statue falls. Well, here's the statue of Dagon, I imagine, head and arms and penis broken off and lying on the threshold. Only his body remained. Now, that's a really good symbolic act. He has been totally defeated and his strength as a male god is gone. His penis is missing, no doubt. And that's why to this day, neither the priests of Dagon nor others who entered Dagon's temple at Ashdod step on the threshold because that's where his head rolled. Well, the Lord's hand was heavy upon the people of Ashdod and its vicinity. He brought devastation upon them and afflicted them with... Now, I'm reading from the New International Version translation. He afflicted them with tumors. Well, in the King James Version, it reads, he afflicted them with hemorrhoids. <laughs> There's got to be comic relief here. The word itself, the Hebrew word, literally means swellings, swellings. Here in the NIV, it's tumors. But I like the King James. They were afflicted with hemorrhoids. Now, when the men of Ashdod saw what was happening, they said, oh, the Ark of the God of Israel can't stay here with us. His hand is heavy upon us. We're all walking around with hemorrhoids. So they called together all the rulers of the Philistines and asked them, what shall we do with the Ark of the God of Israel? And they answered, have the Ark of the God of Israel moved to Gath, another of the five Philistine cities. Get it out of our town, give it to them. So they moved the Ark of the God of Israel. After they moved it, the Lord's hand was against that city, throwing it into great panic. He afflicted the people of the city, both young and old, with an outbreak of hemorrhoids. So they sent the Ark of God to Ekron, another of the five Philistine cities. As the Ark of God was entering Ekron, the people of Ekron cried out, They have brought the Ark of the God of Israel around us to kill us all and our people. We don't want it here. We don't want hemorrhoids. So they called together all the rulers of the Philistines, and they said, Send the Ark of the God of Israel away. Let it go back to its own place, or it will kill us and our people. Imagine dying of terminal hemorrhoids. For death had filled the city with panic. God's hand was very heavy upon it, and those who did not die were afflicted with hemorrhoids, and the outcry of the city went up to heaven. I, I can't help but laugh at this story. Now, the Hebrew word, as I mentioned, is literally swellings. And perhaps, in, in a sense of reality, uh, it was a plague, uh, like a bubonic plague. A bubon is a, a swelling on the back of your neck uh, that you get when you uh, contract the bubonic plague. So it could well have been that. But for the sake of the story, I like to read hemorrhoids. So when the Ark of the Lord had been in Philistine territory several months, the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners, and they said, what are we going to do with this thing? Tell us how we can send it back. And they answered, 
If you return the ark of the God of Israel, do not send it away empty, but by all means send a guilt offering to him. Then you'll be healed and you'll know why his hand has not been lifted from you. And the Philistines ask, well, what guilt offering should we send? And they replied, five, <laughs> five gold hemorrhoids and five gold rats, according to the number of the Philistine rulers, the five Philistine cities. Now, again, in, in a realistic sense, what are rats associated with? What brought the bubonic plague into Europe in, the 13, in 1348 and within three years killing a third of the population of Europe? What brought the bubonic plague in were not rats, but the fleas that were on the rats. So the rats are associated with bubonic plague, and that may well be a more accurate reading. But again, for the sake of comic relief, five gold hemorrhoids and five gold rats. Make models of the hemorrhoids and of the rats that are destroying the country and pay honor to Israel's God. Perhaps he'll lift his hand from you and, the God, and, your God, uh, your, and your gods and your land. So why do you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh did? You know, we need to learn from history here. When he treated them harshly, they did not send the Israelites out so they could go on their way. That's what they did, didn't they? Now then, get a new cart ready with two cows that have, been, that have calved and have never been yoked. Hitch the cows to the cart, but take their calves away and pen them up. Take the ark of the Lord, put it on the cart, and in the chest beside it put the gold objects that you're sending back to him as a guilt offering, the five gold hemorrhoids and the five golden rats. Send it on its way, but keep watching it. If it goes up to its own territory, toward Beth Shemesh, then the Lord has brought this disaster on us. But if it does not, then we'll know that it was not his hand that struck us and that it happened to us by chance. So that's what they did. They took two such cows, hitched them to the cart, penned up their calves. They placed the ark of the Lord on the cart along with the chest containing the gold rats and the model, models of the hemorrhoids. And then the cows went straight up toward Beth Shemesh keeping on the road and lowing all the way, they did not turn right or left. And the rulers of the Philistines followed them as far as the border of Beth Shemesh. Now, the people of Beth Shemesh were harvesting their wheat in the valley. And when they looked up and saw the ark, they rejoiced at the sight. The cart came to the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh, and there it stopped beside a large rock. The people chopped up the wood of the cart, sacrificed the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord, and the Levites took down the ark of the Lord together with the chest and the objects in them. On that same day, the people of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and made sacrifices to the Lord. And the five rulers of the Philistines saw all of this, and they returned that same day to Ekron. The five Philistine cities are now safe. These 
are the gold hemorrhoids the Philistines sent as a gift offering to the Lord, one for each, one each for Ashdod, Gaza, Ashkelon, Gath, and Ekron, the five cities. And, and the number of the gold rats was according to the number of the Philistine towns belonging to the five rulers, the fortified towns with their country villages. The large rock on which they set the Ark of the Lord is a witness to this very day in the field of Joshua at Beth Shemesh. But God struck down some of the men of Beth Shemesh, putting 70 of them to death because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. Well, you know what happens if someone takes off the lid of the ark of the covenant and looks inside because we have all seen raiders of the lost ark. Do you remember when the, when the Nazis capture the ark and at night on a mountain, a storm is gathering and... A Nazi dressed as a high priest opens a lid and looks in. Oh, that was a scary thing. And that's what happened to these guys. Seventy of them looked in and they were struck dead. Well, the people mourned because of the heavy blow the Lord had dealt them. And the men of Beth Shemash asked, Who can stand in the presence of the Lord, this holy God? To whom will the ark go up from here? What are we going to do with this? What shall we do? Where will the ark go? Where is the ark today? Well, if you saw Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know. It's in a warehouse in Washington, D.C. <laughs> well, there we are. Hey, we're right at the end of Monday's lesson. Uh, let's uh, gather our things up, and we'll be right back on Wednesday and continue our story. Keep me in your prayers if you would. I'll keep you in mind, and I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Bye-bye now.